The RJ and Ryan Miller banners have gone up in the past couple years. Who's next? Or could we be waiting a really long time? We'll ask that question next here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Excited to bring to you a pretty interesting show that I've been wanting to have for a little bit now. A question that I was just kind of wondering the other day, sitting in the arena, looking up around at the rafters and thinking, when's the next one going up there? Is it going to be anytime soon, or are we waiting a really long time for the next Sabres banner? Not even to say there needs to be one, but I have a top five next Sabres banner list to get to a little bit later on in today's show, so stay tuned for that. At Sneaky Joe Sports, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Lockdown Sabres for the podcast account, where actually you can get your voice heard right now and vote on our Twitter poll or share your opinion one way or the other in the replies of who should be the next Sabre to get a banner in the rafters. Four different options. We'll update those uh, results coming up in a little bit, and you can vote on them uh, as the day and uh, the next couple of days progress here. Um, I want to get through a couple of news and notes, though, before I get into the top five for uh, the next banner. I think what will be the next banner for the Sabres. A couple of news and notes, though. Uh, Starting in the world of hockey, Kind of relates to Buffalo, but kind of indirectly. The PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League, uh, firing up and will be the core league in women's hockey, centralized, where all the top players are playing. The sport's been a little bit fractured in the past couple of years with multiple leagues playing uh, in different countries. Even Uh, the NWHL, Buffalo fans will be familiar with the Buffalo Buttes home uh, for many years here. Um, going back to 2015, I actually, that was my first real, any sort of hockey related gig um, in out of college, uh, a color commentary for the radio broadcast for Buffalo Buttes hockey. So I recall that first season, at least very well, and remembered the fan support that that team got and how they really filled up Harbor Center, you know, a couple of thousand seat uh, venue, um, how they supported the first NWHL All-Star game where there were a bunch of Olympians playing on the ice. Like, women's hockey was going uh, here for a couple of years. Um, And Buffalo is not one of the first six announced uh, franchises um, for the PWHL. Actually, excuse me, the first seven announced cities. Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, New York, Minnesota, and Boston uh, are the original original six. Um, That is six, by the way. I just miscounted. That's the original six for the PWHL. That doesn't mean Buffalo won't get a franchise or won't get one down the road. Um, I might want to think that Buffalo would be on a short list um, for next teams if they want to expand beyond six at any point in time. I'm a little disappointed, though, that it wasn't of the first six because, you know, the Buttes were here. And I thought that that was always, you know, a fun thing to have Um, going to a few games here and there, even after. Um, I did color commentary for them, so kind of a disappointment. But again, I think that 
there's a pretty good chance that eventually uh, it comes to Buffalo. They've got the venue for it. They, even though they didn't play in Harbor Center that entire time, you know, maybe they could find a way to work that out. It was disappointing when the Buttes left Harbor Center for sure. Um, I think that took a lot of the, a lot of the wind out of the sails, uh, if you will. Um, but good news on the women's hockey front in general, that the league is going to be centralized, all the top players in one place, and I think that should uh, help grow it as much as possible. Uh, this isn't really news and notes. Again, it's kind of an, a non-update. Still no Rasmus Dahlin contract. We are now 44 days away from the start of the season. There's really no rush, right? Like, I don't think there's no power contract coming, so... I don't know that there's any timeline on that where, oh, you got to get Dalene done so you can get the power. I don't think that's really how this is going to happen. Um, but I would say the first point in which I'd start to get, I don't want to say worried, the first point in which I'd start to, you know, perk up and go, hmm, what's going on here? Why is there no deal done? That would be day one of training camp. If Dalene and the Sabres show up to training camp and it's still not done, that would be a little weird to me that it's not done. Okay, you've had the whole summer to work out a contract. Kevin Adams said in his end-of-season press conference that they had had talks with the agent and they wanted to get that done. Okay, why are we months into this and it's still not happening? I would just want to be asking questions. I wouldn't want to be worried about anything. I would just want to be asking questions as to why they've arrived at a point. But we have less than a month till training camp, but still multiple weeks uh, until training camp. As the Sabres' first preseason game, um, usually camp opens just a couple of days before that. I don't believe we have an official date for the start of training camp, but September 24th is the first preseason game against Washington. So I'd imagine the Sabres are going to be at camp somewhere between the 19th and the 22nd uh, for their first day. But we'll see on that. Just an educated guess on that front. Uh, 44 days till the season, by the way. Who's the all-time 44 for the Buffalo Sabres? I believe that name uh, would have to be Alexi Zitnik off the top of my head. Let me pull up some uh, Sabre sweater numbers here just to make sure Zitnik would be the answer. Jerry Korab for one year. He wore number four uh, in his first stint with the Sabres, came back, wore 44 for one year. There's Zitnik at 44. Andre Sakara, a more recent 44 for the Sabres. Nick Delorier, Braden McNabb, and then Matt Irwin for a year. Yeah, Zitnik uh, run away. In fact, Zitnik... Where's Jitnik rank all time for games played for the Sabres? It's higher than you think. He's ninth. Top 10 all time in games played. Alexi Jitnik is number nine at 712 games. 289 points. Pretty good. 44 days. Still Sabres and Rangers to kick off the 23-24 season. All right. Time out here. When we come back, our main question of today's show when and who will the next banner be for the Buffalo Sabres? Um, I was in the arena for RJ's memorial. By the way, great job by the Sabres. I think they hit every note perfectly. You know, it was certainly sad. Um, man, Lindy getting everyone teary-eyed talking about how he was so sorry to Rick for not getting him a chance to call the Sabres winning a Stanley Cup. Man, like if you held it together during that, good on you. Uh, but Lindy was good and funny. Uh, Granado was good. Um, you know, D James Patrick in the coach's interview, Brad may loved hearing from Jim Lorenz. Again, I loved Jim Lorenz. Just his voice soothes me. So having him up on the stage, hearing him tell some stories, he goes back even further than in the booth with Rick Lorenz, even before his playing days with the Sabres, he played junior hockey in Niagara Falls, Canada, and knew Rick when he was on that team because Rick used to work with the Niagara Falls Flyers, I believe it was at that time. Um, so they go back into the 60s, those two. So hearing Lorenz tell some stories about Rick um, was was really awesome. 
but everyone I thought that was up there, you know, Dave Hannon was up there and I mentioned Brad May, Rip Simonic was incredible. Um, a lot of fans showed up for that. So while I was in there, you know, waiting for it to start, I'm looking around up in the rafters and I'm looking, they have taken the RJ banner down just for the memorial uh, or celebration in the backdrop. They had the, the banner down. So they put it back up after I'm sure. Generette, Ryan Miller, who's next? Is there a next? Or are we going to be waiting a really long time for the next banner in KeyBank Center? Uh, that coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Timeout, though, before I take a break, because I had it written down in my news and notes, and I almost skipped over it. I had a sandwich between the Dowling contract and the PWHL. Of course, how do I not talk about the big news for the Sabres on, on Tuesday uh, or on Monday? What day is today? Yeah, Monday. That Terry Pagula has named himself president of the Buffalo Sabres and Pagula Sports and Entertainment will dissolve. Huge news on the business front for the Buffalo Sabres. I'm not all that confident that this changes anything for the hockey side of things. You know, my first thought when I saw Terry Pagula is going to be the president of the Sabres. First thought was, is Terry going to treat this like his toy? Is Terry going to treat this like Jerry Jones treats the Dallas Cowboys? And, you know, Terry had his fingers on the team, I think, when he first showed up as owner. I think that stopped happening a lot, and he started treating the Sabres more like he does the Bills, where, hey, the guy's in charge, the experts, I'm going to let them cook, if you will. I'm not going to be all over them. I just want to be a part of the conversation. Um, And I think that's kind of how it works with the Bills, and I think that's how it has happened with the Sabres, which is why, you know, this is working. I think what is happening for the Sabres, they're building it back up. Kevin Adams in charge, Granado having a big say in things, um, and then all the analytics guys that the Sabres have employed to being a very data-driven organization in the past two, three years, I think has been the resurgence of the team. So I think Pagula is keen enough to know what's working and to not you know, get too mixed up into it. So I don't really think this means anything for the hockey side of things, but it could very well mean a lot for the business side of things. And there was a piece that Tim Graham wrote in the athletic. Um, and I had heard some rumblings about this before. So I can kind of, you know, you know, double down on what Tim wrote is that the Sabres are going to be putting some money into the building, which man, is that a long time coming? That is sorely needed that arena needing some upgrades, um, Tim writing that Terry Pagula will be putting his own money into the arena, which is what the lease agreement says. Uh, 96, I believe that lease agreement was signed between uh, the Knoxes at the time, right? And the, the, uh, the county, or I guess it would be the city because it's downtown, that they would build the arena with public money, but the Sabres were on the hook for any arena renovations or upgrades and that carried over owner to owner owner throughout the lease so now the pagulas are on the hook for that and they're going to do it they're going to you know new roof it sounds like a giant jumbotron um it sounds like at least an upgraded one i'm not sure it'll be as big as the giant massive one that tampa has but a, a bigger better one than they have right now um and we'll see when it comes to the seats and you know you know amenities for fans but that's acoustics, I thought, was another thing that they're going to be upgrading. So that's great news. That's huge news because, again, the fan experience has been better because of the play on the ice. And the Sabres are doing some things a lot better. You know, certain themed nights are a lot better. Um, 
I, I do think, though, the arena itself has to catch up when it comes to the fan experience. And the Sabres recognizing that and committing to making it better, I think is a really good sign for fans. Um, and hopefully, you know, probably not this season, but next season, 24-25, we'll start seeing um, some big differences at KeyBank Center. Uh, so really good news, I think, on that front. In terms of Pagula Sports Entertainment dissolving, some might speculate that it has something to do with the being for sale. I just will never believe the Sabres are for sale. Paul Hamilton's reported this. A bunch of Sabres writers have reported this, that they are not for sale. The team's confirmed they're not for sale. So you could just believe their, their word. But if you did want to stay skeptical, this is what I tell you. It's hard for me to ever see a guy who is in Buffalo, the Pagulas, I should say, the family, is in Buffalo because of their love for the Sabres selling the Sabres. I mean, why are they here in the first place? They weren't here to buy the bills. I mean, they were already here when they bought the bills. They had already invested in the community. They already connected to the community by the time they decided they wanted to buy the Buffalo Bills. They got here. The foundation of why they're here was to buy the Sabres because they loved them. Terry was crying, you know, with Gilbert Perot in that opening press conference, like sitting under the, what's the story tells, sitting under the bridge, listening to the game. Like the love for the Sabres is why they're here. So for me, them giving up on that, I just I don't see it. I don't see it ever happening. I, you know, crazier things have happened. Um, I don't believe it means that they're for sale. I just think it probably, you know, so it's some business reason that is over my head. It's the way I'd want to put it. All right, when we come back, top five next banners that should go up or could go up for the Buffalo Sabres. Coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. We got hockey futures if you're interested. If you want to bet on the Sabres to win the Stanley Cup, that's available to you, the Atlantic Division or the Eastern Conference as well. But, of course, football right around the corner. College football is already fired up. Uh, we're going to be, you know, looking at, you know, NFL football in a little bit and get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on, bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. Again, Hey, your Sunday ticket, that's a good deal. $5 will get you $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Jody Biasi here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day at Sneaky Joe Sports and at Locked On Sabres. If you want to chime in on the podcast, YouTube comment section, always available to you as well. Okay, let's go through. I got a top five list for you. My top five next banner ideas for the Buffalo Sabres. How I think it goes in terms of the likelihood that uh, these will go up. Number one, Lindy Ruff. I believe Lindy Ruff is the most likely, I should even say the best idea for the Buffalo Sabres for their next banner. Now, a couple of reasons why. I don't really know what you do also with the number. Lindy does not deserve to have his banner raised based on his, his resume as a player alone. 
He wore number 22. And, you know, he did play a lot of games. 608 games for the Sabres. 285 points. 102 goals. Was a captain for the team. Of course, a longtime member of the Buffalo Sabres. From 1979 all the way to 1989. We're talking about a decade as a player. But, of course, of course, a banner raising would be because, at the moment, Doc Granato, you're hopeful, at the moment, Lindy's the all-time Sabres coach. He is. He's the all-time Sabres coach. 1997 to 2013, what a run. It's 571 wins. is a Sabre record. Over 1,100 games coached over 15 years. And he's beloved in the area. You know, that matters somewhat. I think you got to have the resume first, but for how much you're beloved and how special the night would be, think about that for this. It's a night, right? Like the Sabres will make that whole night, whoever they're raising a banner for, about that individual. And how much will fans get up for that? How much will fans be invested in that night? How much will they care about that night? You know, like I, there's some players throughout time th- that maybe aren't as well liked. That, you know, maybe the night would just kind of feel weird. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what you want to do with that. Like Bill Height is a player who played a million games for the Sabres. One of their all-time defensemen. It's so long ago now. What's the night like? You know what I mean? Like how many guys even remember Bill Height playing? A lot. But not enough to say that that, that would make for a, an incredible night. It would be great, but not on the same level as a Lindy Ruff. That, I think, puts him at number one. He is so beloved throughout Buffalo. Still uh, lives here uh, during the offseason. He's connected to the franchise. I mean, 1979 to 2013. We're talking about what? We're talking about an almost 40-year run. Am I doing my math right there? 79 to 2000 is 21 plus 13, 34. 34 years where he was basically in Buffalo every year, but a couple, like two years in the middle where he was the Panthers assistant coach. uh, And a couple years there where he was with the Rangers as a player. Like he was in Buffalo for basically almost four decades. Um, Lindy's number one for me. I don't know if you want to retire the number 22 or if you want to put HC up there, you can do the initials. I don't know what you want to do. Uh, You could do the number, I guess. uh, But Lindy, I think is uh, deserving of of a banner. Number two. On my next banner to go up list, Mike Ramsey. You know, the night, again, this might be a little less special than Lindy um, for different reasons. It's been so long since he's been a player for the team that, you know, feel a little bit different than guys that have just recently gone up. But Ramsey, I mean, the third most games played in Sabres history, probably, if I'm right in saying this as someone that never watched him play, probably the best defensive defenseman in Buffalo Sabres history. I, th- I think I feel pretty safe in saying that. Um, Mike Ramsey, I-, I think, is a pretty g- good idea for the Sabres to put a banner up. Um, number five, you know, if they want to do it, that's available to them. I don't think it would be insane. I think that, you know, a lot of fans might appreciate Mike Ramsey going up. And I am taking a few of my cues from my coworker, WJR Paul Hamilton, who repeatedly will say that Mike Ramsey should be in the rafters and he should have gone up a while ago. And Paul's also someone that typically has a high bar for who goes up. He, he's been one that says Sabres have too many banners as it is. But Ramsey, he is adamant, he should have one. So I've got Mike Ramsey at number two. Number three, Bill Housley. 
Phil Housley is number three. I don't think he's very well liked. Just a hunch. The coaching career that just ended recently didn't leave a great taste in our mouths, right? Like the 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 stint of being the head coach, so disappointing. And you know, I watch Housley highlights and go, wow, this guy was unbelievable. This guy was 30 years ahead of his time. Today, he'd be amazing um, for the Sabres or in the NHL. But, you know, I hear I hear the noise. I know that he wasn't the, the big fan favorite back in the day. Uh, you know, him not being tough enough, not being the right type of defenseman for late 80s hockey. I get it. But, I, man, the resume speaks for itself. Phil Housley is fifth all-time in points for the Buffalo Sabres, only behind Craig Ramsey, Rick Martin, Dave Andrewchuk, and Gilbert Perot. And that's as a defenseman. So Housley is number five all-time in points for the Sabres. The next defenseman is Mike Ramsey at 23. So it's 1-22, to 22, all forwards, and Phil Housley. That's how unbelievable he was as an offensive force. 178 goals. 558 points in 608 games. Records that might never be broken for the Sabres for a defenseman. I don't know. Maybe Rasmus Dahlin's got a chance, but I've got Housley at number three. The reason I don't have him higher, because even though the resume speaks for itself, I just don't know how special that night would feel. You know, it would be a little weird, I think. And the coaching, it's part of the reason why you shouldn't have hired him as a coach, because you kind of... You know, made that sour a little bit. I don't think his number gets retired anyway. Rough, I might want to guess, does. Ramsey, I think if probably not. Maybe, though, it probably would have happened by now. Housley, I feel pretty safe in assuming it won't happen. I think, though, it might be well-deserved. So I, I would put him at number three. I got my number four and number five next banner ideas coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast, rounding out my top five next banners to go up list here on today's show. Uh, again, the genesis of this, just kind of looking around the arena at the RJ celebra- uh, ceremony, me and my brother talking about, you know, banners up in the rafters right now. Who might be next? How long might we wait? Rough one, Ramsey two, Housley three. Number four, cheating a little bit here, I'm going to go with Someone that's on the team right now as my number four banner idea for who's next to go up. The two most obvious candidates, in my opinion, for that, Rasmus Dahlin, number one, and Tage Thompson. Those are the two, I think. Thompson seems to be in line to be the best forward on this team for a very long time. He's under contract for seven more years. Sabres are on their way to being good. If he is the most important player and the best scorer on a great hockey team for a long time, that guy gets his number put up in the rafters eventually. But you got to have the longevity. And I recognize while saying that, I probably said on this show three, four years ago, Oh, Jack Eichel will be in the in the rafters one day. I probably said that a bunch of times. You probably said it a bunch of times. Oh, no, Eichel will be the next player to go up on the team right now. Well, that's clearly not happening in a million years. So, Thompson, I'm going to say it's a good chance, but things can happen. Rasmus Dahlin, though, is the guy, I think. Dahlin, I think, is going to be the best player in this team for a long time. Got to sign him, you know? Todd Thompson signed, Darlene's not. I still put Darlene above him. Darlene is someone I see winning Norris trophies, something that no Sabre has ever done. You know, he's going to go down, I think, as the best defenseman in franchise history. Thompson 
can be incredible and probably will be for a long time. I don't think Thompson has it in him to be the greatest Sabre forward of all time. The greatest Sabre center of all time. He's not going to pass Gilbert Perot. It's just not going to happen. And, I mean, maybe LaFontaine is somewhat possible, but I doubt it with LaFontaine as well. He put up 150 points in a season. Meanwhile, I feel like Darlene being the best Sabre defenseman of, of all time is really realistic. So I've got him at number four. Number five. I'm kind of going to cheat again. I got a tie. One idea. I, I had to do a tie because there's one idea. I do, it's just not my cup of tea. I don't love it. But I know that there would be some Sabre fans that would appreciate it. The night would be great. Um, I think the resume isn't there, though. Tied at number five is Rob Ray. Rob is an all-time Sabre figure, right? He is the all-time fighter for the team. In terms of games played, if you want it, he is number four all-time with 889 games played for this hockey team. He is someone that's very present in the community. He has now been working on the, the TV side of things for 16 years. So he's going to, in terms of longevity on the broadcast, he's going to have that. I, I mean, he's still got a ways to go, I'm sure, on that front. So I understand the argument for Rob Ray. It's not anything I would ever do because of the role he played. I don't think that's deserving of getting a number retired. Um, I've got Rob at number five, tied for number five with Jason Pominville. All right. Just because of 0506, not just because of 0506, but I want some 0506 representation. I know you got Ryan Miller. How about some more 0506 representation? Well, Pominville's the guy for that. I don't think 29 ever gets retired, but it's not taken by anyone important right now. I didn't pick Alexander McGillney because Alex Tuck is wearing 89. There's no way they're taking that number from Alex Tuck. And McGillney, they probably would have done by now anyway. So they're not retiring McGillney's number, even though the 76 goals is incredible. The longevity's not there from McGillney either. So I don't think that's happening, especially with Tuck wearing it. Pommetville's number, though, is freed up. Pommetville is eighth all-time um, for the Sabres in points. Only Don Luce, Rene Robert, Phil Housley, Craig Ramsey, Rick Martin, Dave Andrzejczyk, Gilbert Perot. That's some great company, and he played in an era that didn't have goal scoring like when Andrzejczyk and Perot played. He's 10th all-time in goals, um, games played. He's 8th all-time. Like He's top 10 in almost every category for the Buffalo Sabres. And he has an iconic goal, one of the most iconic goals in franchise history. You know, so Pominville also super well-liked by everybody. So the night would be awesome. Uh, you know, he's definitely a tied-for-fifth guy for me because I'd like the resume to be a little bit stronger, to be deserving of a number retiree. But if they're going to do something soon, and what is soon? The next three to five years? If they're going to retire a number in the next three to five years, and it's not going to be Lindy, and they want it to be someone that's played in the last 20 years... Pominville is the answer. You're not going to do Vanek. Vanek, by the way, 26. Darlene's going to have that. So Vanek's not happening. Um, I, You know, Briere, Drury, they don't have the longevity. Campbell doesn't have the longevity. Um, is there anybody else you would even mention? I don't think so. I love Max Finneganoff, but they're not going to do that. Pominville is the name. If you're going to have anyone else from that era, the only name you could even start to argue a little bit, I think, is Jason Pominville. Those are my five top ideas. My guess, though, just to round out this conversation. By the way, let me know what you think at Sneaky Joe Sports, at Locked on Sabres, or on our YouTube channel for who's next. My best guess? Actually, I'm, I'm, man, I'm on the fence. I'm split 
for what is actually going to happen between no one will have their banner raised for a deck for decades until someone on this team has earned it. So it's either going to be that or they're going to Lindy or Pominville. I, I can't get to Ramsey or Housley actually happens. I think it would have happened by now. Lindy makes sense. I, I really do wonder if they would put Pominville up there. I, I'm wondering it. I don't think it's not something I would do. You could try to argue it if you want. Again, the, I, I made the argument. The iconic moment, the numbers, um, I'm split. 50% chance, if, and this is just my opinion, 50% chance that they wait until someone on this team earns it um, so they don't do anything for a long time. 25% chance, maybe 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 40% chance that it's Lindy and a 10% chance that it's uh, that it's Pominville. That might be where I want to put my odds. All right. That's it for us today on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Appreciate everybody tuning in once again, especially during the offseason. Can't wait for Sabres hockey. 44 days and we're under a month away uh, until the preseason. There'll be a hockey game to talk about in less than a month. Prospects Challenge, too. Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. Every day or is next time on the show. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about you know some things happening around the league. And I got some other ideas for you as well. So we'll talk to you then here on Lockdown Sabres.